Hey, hey, hurry hey. up. All right. Hey, nothing, Listen. Like, nothing like a start. What? For God's sake. What? Let's sit upon the ground and tell sad stories of the death of kings. Richard the Second. That's Shakespeare. <laughs> that's a little shocking. But we're not doing Shakespeare. We're doing Dress for the Podcast You Want. And my name is David. I'm the host. This is Megan. Hey. She's the most. And our yep. guest today is Jill DeArmond. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Jill. Hi. So for the first time ever, we have a little bit of lab flavor up in this podcast, which What's I'm really excited up? about. No one knows what that means. No Labyrinth one. Theater Company. If you don't know it, then where have you been in your entire life and beyond? I've I've been here. <laughs> okay. Well, he was in Kentucky, so that's fair. Yeah, they don't have a Labyrinth Theater Company in Kentucky. Hi, Jill. Yeah, Hi. How are you? I'm, I feel a little nervous. With the microphone in my face. <laughs> it's okay. I've never done this before. Just ignore it. Okay, Don't I'm gonna even ignore it. I'm at looking it. at look your at eyes. My eyes. <laughs> look at my sleepy, sleepy eyes. <laughs> it is, what time is it? It is 12 53 uh, in the afternoon. Uh-huh. I'm having a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even care. You came back from dog sitting with all of your possessions. I did. I just got yeah. done dog sitting since before Thanksgiving. And he brought like a TV with him. I did take because a TV. The guy's with TV me. doesn't work. Oh, yeah. And so I, I ordered an Uber to come back up here, and I had like six bags because I had like my clothes and costumes for Julius, Julius Caesar, Caesar that and the TV that I brought. And I wish you had worn that. What? <laughs> Your costume for Julius Caesar. I don't have a costume for Julius oh, Caesar. All the it. other actors have costumes Better. for Julius Caesar. You should have worn all, all of, their of their costumes. He's, he's doing once. the show's laundry during the week. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So I ordered an uh, Uber, and it was a Lincoln Town Car, and so I had like <laughs> all these bags and a TV, and I drove up here in a Mercedes and looked like, <laughs> just looked like. How did you describe yourself to me? Uh, like some rich guy's college son going through a homeless chic phase. Where I was like, <laughs> where I like, and then he figured out he didn't like it. Yeah, I like went to Amsterdam for a semester, and then realized there weren't outlets on the street, so I didn't like it anymore. <laughs> but now I'm here, and I'm with Jill, and Jill. Jill. Yes. Hi, Jill. Hi. First of all, big deal mm-hmm. is Jill. Yep. Jill <laughs> equals big deal. Big old. Well, because you were just saying a second ago, you've turned down other podcasts before. This is your first <laughs> podcast experience. Great. Call me out. Now they're going to hear this and be like, why that one and not ours? Well, tell them why. <laughs> well, because I was scared and I know that you guys would be silly with me. And yeah. I was scared that if I did it with somebody and sounded stupid, they would sound all like they wouldn't go with me. And I know that you guys will take care you of know, me. You know, we'll sound silly. stupid with you. Exactly. Yes. Let's so get stupid. I thought, we're, we're, okay. We'll do the stupid for you, if anything. <laughs> yeah, you might sound smart. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. <laughs> that was the plan. Um, well, the first question I always ask people on this podcast is... Well, well it's usually how I mean, are you? let's give a little background on who she is. On like, who Jill is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jill, oh, who yeah, are introduce you? Introduce me. Oh, yeah. I thought you guys were going to tell. I'm well, I would be hard pressed to do that because it would include a lot of slashes in well, my mind. Well, she's similar to you where she wears a lot of hats. Why don't you introduce Jill? You know Will Jill. Will you? Yeah. Um, so, Jill, I think she wears many, many hats, but I think the ones that are probably the biggest hats are director slash choreographer. True. Right? And she's a, she's a fuck up a teacher. 
you know, so she teaches young ones. Is but, that a good thing? But she could teach anybody. A fuck of a teacher? Like, in a good way. Okay. Like a good, like a good fuck. <laughs> like a good fuck <laughs> like of a teacher. The best <laughs> this is, this is turning out very well. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for a long time now, she's been a resident member of the um, rightfully well-known uh, Labyrinth Theater Company. So she's with all those those badasses and stuff, changing the city and therefore changing the world. So, um, and that's where she gets a lot of her flavor from and her approach to how she works. Um, she sets a very high bar. Um, she's rightfully intense and gritty, <laughs> and it's so good. But she's also just one of the silliest people that I know. It's true. So she wears the many hats, and some of the hats are silly. <laughs> if you got to do like. <laughs> Title slash title slash title. What is it? It's like artistic director slash um, producer slash teacher. Like what? I would probably say mom oh. slash artistic director slash mm. teaching artist slash director slash choreographer. It's a lot. Of yeah. st- I knew it. <laughs> yeah. I like that if mom I had came to put first, it, though. Well, yeah. I mean, those that mom and teacher sort of go hand in hand for me because mm-hmm. it literally yeah i mean yes literally holding hands i mean sometimes oh. <laughs> we we're not adverse to holding hands sometimes yeah. that's true that's true megan also works for developing artists where jill does megan is a teaching artist for developing artists she does a lot of the good acting works with the babies with with those with those grown-up babies <laughs> and they all hold hands and so all right can i ask it now can yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Now can i ask it Mm-hmm. Is it okay? It's okay. Go okay. Ahead. Um, <laughs> uh, do you, would you consider yourself a successful person? Man, whoever's vacuuming the next apartment <laughs> is feeling really successful. Jesus Christ! We have, I mean, there are two elephant babies. That you live keep upstairs. thinking about it yeah. while I, I guess fucking chastise these people. Yeah, what? it's so loud. That's the loudest vacuum ever. Yep. It'll be real clean over there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess no. I don't. Whoa! What? I would say no. Okay. Why? I would s- because I get scared of not being the underdog. I get scared if I'm not if I don't have to like work my butt off, then I'm I don't feel like I'm in a good place and if I claim success, then I feel like all right, well, dig my grave. What's mm. left? Mm-hmm. Like I I don't I don't necessarily strive to get success in this lifetime. Okay. That's not... <laughs> Do you strive to get success in the next lifetime? Possibly. I don't know. I can't speak for my next life. Okay. <laughs> my reincarnated me. I'm not ready to talk we about that. We haven't talked in a while. <laughs> I, haven't, I can't speak for that person I want you yet. to be a fighter fighter in the next lifetime. <laughs> it's possible. I, I feel like maybe I'm not good at killing. Hmm. So Killing? What? Firefighters don't have to kill. Fire! Oh, a firefighter. What did you think I said? I pictured like me up in a plane, like battling. Oh my god! I don't no, know. No, no. Oh, firing at people. <laughs> a fire, like a fireman or firewoman or fire, okay. uh, gender neutral person. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you come back as. I I don't know what that reincarnated successful self would be, but I would say in this life, success is not something that I'm after. How That's do you not define a, success? Uh, the end of a goal. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Success is when you set that goal and you reach it. Right. Um, and to me, this life is not about that. This life is about the journey. Okay. It's about the drive. It's about setting the goals so high that, like, good luck getting them. What are your goals? My goals 
are to, God, and you know, it's so funny that you asked me that because I really want it. So I really hope I do get success. But my goal um, is to marry activism and art in a way that peaceful protesting can heal the planet. Mm. It can reach the world. And that my students and my son's children's children can use art to tell stories of love and life and that we can get back to a place in art where that art can be a reflection of beauty. Mm. Um, And right now I just don't feel like we're there. And it pains me. And if I could have anything, it would be a healing of the planet through art. And I do believe it's possible. So I do want that success. Right. You, you, but it also feels really big. I was about to say, is it sort of like a pessimistic, like you think it's not going to happen within your lifetime or like you don't like, or or I guess more realistically, you understand that like you can't do that all on your own, right? You can be a voice for that and a vessel for that and a help for that. But like, that's going to take a lot of that happening. Yeah. I think right? that's what it is. It's just that it's so massive. Yeah. Um, and because of where we are right now, politically, it seems so far away. Like, I was still fighting for this three years ago, right. but somehow that seemed closer. Mm. You know, we Uh-oh. were, like, arguing about education yeah. in America, mm-hmm. and now we're arguing about, are we going to have air to breathe? Yeah. yeah. So it feels farther away to me, unfortunately, than mm-hmm. closer. So I feel like I'm kind of not doing a good job. Mm, I think you do. I think you're doing a good job. I think I think I think that's not. That's I, think not fair. I think that you're you're doing the job that either most people won't or don't know how to do. Yeah. So they don't. They won't even start. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think that's interesting, and I think that that's one way of measuring success. Is like, are you scared? Because mm-hmm. that's the first question I always ask myself mm-hmm. taking on a new project. Am okay. I scared? Ooh. What's a good answer for that? Yes. You want to be scared? Oh, of course. Interesting. If, if I'm not scared, it's not worth my time. I don't like being scared. What? I don't like it. No, you have to. I like to. watching scary movies. I mean... I don't like scary movies. Was, oh! Was, Bill and I, I mean, are the opposite person. Was was starting a company scary, or were there certain no. things that you met within Hamlet Isn't Dead that were scary, and then you did them anyway? I don't think scary. I think difficult, right? I think I think about, like... Uh, starting drunk Shakespeare, right? When I e- even even just the other week when I did my first drunk show, like I was nervous about it, and I guess in that way it's that kind of thing. But like, if I'm scared of something, I'm like, nah, bye, not worth it, go away. No, I'm the I'm good. the opposite. Good, I love dissension in our in our podcast. <laughs> what about you? Said something about other kinds of success because there are, and I, I think there are lots of different kinds of success. How's your How's your like? What about personally? You have a son. I do. And he's great. He is. Mm. Um, but he, he, you know, it's not like he has everything in the world that he wants. I mean, we're constantly, look, he's like a real teenager. Yeah. He's like a whole <laughs> a real, real one. Yeah. He sure is. He's a whole real teenager. <laughs> and like that presents a whole lot of challenges. So to sit here and go like, I am a success and we have this like loving, perfect relationship and we, you know, are going to, I mean, it's impossible. It's it, to me, it feels like without the fear, without, and, and I'm, I'm scared every day. I mean, I'm obviously not scared. I'm, I'm Jewish and I am very white. 
I didn't know you were Jewish. I am Jewish. <laughs> um, but Happy I Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. Happy this, Hanukkah. This will come out late, but when we're recording, it started yesterday. It did. Oh, we mm-hmm. had such a good did you celebrate yesterday? Um, we didn't really celebrate. Um, we just light the menorah and say happy Hanukkah, but nice. there's no presents or anything. <laughs> oh, we didn't get presents either. No. That's not right. Shipped. We, we, went, we went to my best friend's house, the one who had the bake shop. Oh, um, yeah. So she hosts a little Hanukkah thing, and we were over there. Mm-hmm. Her parents funny. were awesome. Because that's what I used to do with her in high school. I would go to her house for Hanukkah and stuff, and she would help me decorate the tree, and, you know. Oh, I yeah. love that. And man, I got real good at dreidel. You did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, well, we'll have to play some. I got, like, I can I can spin it the, like, upside-down way where it spins on the top of it good. Would you consider yourself a dreidel success? I would consider myself very successful at dreidel. Her, her parents were there, and they were very impressed with some of the skills that were happening. So, yeah. wow. I'd yeah. also had about three-fourths of a bottle of wine to myself, though, so maybe I can only so replicate it. So he was super good, then. Under those circumstances. <laughs> yeah, that either means I was... Very good because I was drunk, or because you were highly functioning, or, <laughs> or it means I wasn't good and I just think I was good because I was drunk. And I was like, "Look, look what I did!" And everyone was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. "Yeah, very good, David." <laughs> um, oh my god, I'm tearing up the waveform. I'm sorry, Alan. I, I'm talking too loud. I'm gonna talk quieter now. Jill, yes. Um, um. do you have? Do you what? What are you most scared of? Oh. I'm, I'm most scared. I I think it changes um, on the daily or the weekly. Today, I'm definitely feeling um, most scared that. Um, I'm, I'm thinking a lot about the border right now, mm-hmm. and I'm most scared that um, that the people that are closest to the border are gonna fall for this idea that there's safety. Uh, like 45 minutes away mm. and that they're all going to get moved mm-hmm. and that means they're going to get forgotten. Yeah. And I'm scared for them. Um, I think I'm most scared for them today. Mm-hmm. How does that feel to like hmm, making your vessel art? Mm-hmm. Art takes time, right? Art takes creation and it takes rehearsal and it takes performance which then has to get to people who can then help affect change how does that how does that feel um having this sort of like immediate fear that um like you can do something about but not not it's not one that can be done in a day as right as opposed to different sorts of activism that are like here's money now or here's like calling and doing this or here's going and you know picking someone up. Right. I mean, it's a good question. I I think that the trick is to not let the details things slip by you so that they stay close to you and keep you fresh and keep you scared and mm. angry and in fighter mode. However, the art itself has to be it has to speak broader so that it continues to push the peaceful agenda, whether you're talking about environmental, whether you're talking about social, whether you're talking about whatever form it's taking, it needs to speak broader so it, that... Yeah, it can be broader. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that it can fit into the sort of detailed version, you know? I like that. And also, we, when we're working, when I say we, I'm speaking specifically of developing artists. Mm-hmm. When we're working to create peace, being... W- because we're the writers and we're the creators of it, 
And when we perform a piece, if something crazy is going on, we'll change a line. Yeah. Sure. We'll mm-hmm. add or take away. Yeah. If something gets like completely fixed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like You're all like, of a sudden, yeah, yeah, great. The environment is, you know, <laughs> healed and uh, it's all good. Then we would probably push to a different mm-hmm. subject. Were you going to say something about being Jewish earlier before we got off track? Being, I mean, being, probably because it felt like a weird thing to just <laughs> say, <laughs> but like, I don't I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> well, just b- being Jewish and being super white. Like that was that was a tangent that yeah, that was the train I, of thought. Was I, it about how that makes you feel scared? Scared, yeah. right? I was saying that because I have the privilege of lo- looking super duper white. Mm. And w- oh, we were talking about Jade and my son, and I was saying like I f- fear like a norm like a like a mom for Jaden. Mm-hmm. I don't fear. I have the privilege of not having to fear that he's going to get like shot by the cops right Right. i have the just for wearing a hoodie or something like that right and it's Mm -hmm. it's really apparent to me because most of our kids i think Jaden is the only white boy in our company right now yeah yeah, and so it it occurs to me that when we all take the train together to go see we just went and saw your show Mm -hmm. and when we get to go and take the train it's very apparent to me like okay i have to pay for for these kids to take the train because there's no way there's yeah. no way they're going to jump this turnstile because right for my son that would be a slap on the back of his hand sure for one of the other ones it could mean jail or yeah. death yeah. yeah and that's really scary yeah so yeah i stay scared i'm like in this constant state yeah. of fear right it, right because yeah that that m- maternal instinct very much pervades from you outside of just just your right, son. exactly you have, you have lots of it's like sons and daughters and it's true and i you know my i love this nickname they call me my art mom yeah <laughs> the kids they yeah, all yeah. introduce me as their art mom i like that which i love i love i i did not like it 20 years ago when we first started and they gave it to me because <laughs> i felt like oh, i'm too young to be that mm-hmm. but now it's like i feel like i love it and I feel like I do. I do want that title. I do want to art mom people. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really beautiful. I think there should be more art moms and dads in the world. How do you be scared all the time? Are you scared all the time? Mm-hmm. How does that? Well, work? you're you're engaged to somebody who's like that too. So, well, then this question goes out to both of you. <laughs> does that just not? Does that not make you? I like, was like, is it me? We're not engaged. <laughs> no, Megan. I have something very important to ask you. Does that not make you like wildly unhappy being scared all the time? No, because the alternative is so much worse for me. I don't. I can't speak for Megan, but mm-hmm. the alternative is to be complacent for me. That's interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't. That is not what I think of as the alternative to scared. I think of the alternative to scared as secure. No, I don't feel secure. I don't feel. S- don't you want to feel secure? You want to feel scared. Yeah, this I is what I'm having trouble. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's no art for me in security. Well, mm. and I at the end of the day, I'm an artist. Whether I'm being a mom, whether I'm being a director, a choreographer, la da 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 da. Sure. I'm I'm gonna be an artist, and so without that drive of feeling like, oh my god, what's happening in the world? What's happening to my family? What's happening? Where is that? You know, I when I start teaching high school um, age people, the first thing I think, the first thing we do is sit around and go like, what's bothering you? Yeah. yeah. 
-hmm. what's making you angry because that's the fastest way to get to art for me. Mm -hmm. That's like the fastest way I can make them connect what they're thinking to an emotion and express it truthfully. Um, and it happens quick. And, yeah. and it is from, for me too. Wherever I'm feeling, the mo- wherever my panties are in the biggest knot, that's where art lives. And, you know, we, we <laughs> press on the fact that it doesn't matter how small it is because chances are the small things that they mention are connected to something bigger. And oh, then we eventually get to that thing. Yeah. So what developing artists does, like Joe was saying, is it's, it's a very, like, ensemble-driven, collaborative art form where the pieces of art, be they spoken word or song or dance or, you know, whatever. Combinations of all of them. Right. Mm-hmm. They come from the students. They are sort of m- mentored and flourished by professionals, but really, like, come from the students. Do you do any um, art just you? Like if you or have you or do you or do you want to write like I, I don't understand the question. Oh, um, like have I done a one woman show? There are a lot of people. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean not necessarily, but like there are a lot of people who are like I uh, am a great collaborator, and they don't really mean they're a great collaborator. They just mean like they work well with others or they think they do. You are actually a great collaborator, right? You foster communication and creation with a group. Have you ever done something that's just you, right? Have you ever like written something that's just from your voice no. or? I don't write. No. No. You don't want to. No. I'm a really good editor. Cool. I'm a really good dramaturg, but I'm not, I don't, I don't, I haven't written. For lack of desire? For lack of? I don't know. Hmm. My ego is a little like, check yourself. Hmm. Like maybe somebody else's story is more important to tell right now than yours, Joe. You know? Interesting. I have a little bit of like, Jewish writers. <laughs> exactly. There we go. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just feel, I feel, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like art to me when I'm writing. Mm. I never, I never liked English in school, like growing up. I hated it. I don't, I didn't like to write ever. And so I still don't, I just don't enjoy it. Interesting. Um, I'd much prefer to read somebody else's work and I'd much, and I see stuff. Like it, the art starts for me when I start reading somebody else's work. Um, that's when I start seeing and feeling when I sit. Although, you know what I do um, for myself? What do you do for I, yourself? I, I like to sculpt. Interesting. Do you really? I didn't I know do. that. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. With what? With like clay? Clay. Cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. What do you, what I, do you I sculpt? I like to paint too, but mostly sculpt. I, I'm big on trees. I like to sculpt <gasps> trees. Mm. Very cool. Um, especially with like swing, like I like tree swings. Um, mm. Why? Where is this coming from? Did you have one as a child? I never had a tree swing. I've never seen a tree. I've never <laughs> seen a tree. I'm Maybe not positive what it, what it looks like. Um, yeah, trees, so I make you know, what I think they might be. Round, uh, things. Um, you know, when I'm sculpting, I always feel it's always like it comes from the earth and then it sculpts up to the sky. And cool. I like to work that way. Hmm. Um, That's very telling of how you uh, we develop DA pieces from the ground up. Yeah, yeah, I think that plays in everything that I do, but yeah. I just realized that when you asked me if I ever do that alone, I guess I I said no too quickly because I guess I sculpt. So cool. that's, that's awesome. kind of alone. Mm-hmm. I was going to yeah. Kay. What? Just because I think it's such a cool story. Tell um, us a story. Um and and DA is so powerful and does a lot with one piece alone. Um and ha- has a, a huge effect personally on on the students that are currently 
in it. Um, like it's a second home, if not a, it is the home in many ways for a lot of our current people that we have. Um, you don't, ha- you don't have to use specific names. In fact, I, I don't blame you if Please you don't, don't want to, but can you, <laughs> can you beat me out if I accidentally can you, can you uh, tell how, how, how developing artists started? Oh yeah. That's okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, when I was 16, I was at Baltimore school for the arts and they had, we said no names. What well, wh- whichever ones you think are, are, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. I'm sorry. I was like, that's really where I went to high school though. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> um, and, uh, they had, a, they have a program there for younger people. It's called twigs. And I started to get interested in that program. So, I started to teach really young. I started to teach when I was 16. And that was that was encouraged by like a dance teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well that was, then I went to this camp. <laughs> <laughs> and the dance teacher who was also directing the show, and I believe, I know we said no names, but, and I'm not positive, so don't hold me to this, sure, sure, but sure. I'm pretty sure it was Annie Get Your Gun, was the big musical. Oh, we great, great. Pretty great. sure. Could have been Wizard of Oz, I'm not positive. And um, she... Dorothy, get your gun. <laughs> Dorothy, get your gun. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yes. Um, <laughs> and um, she was pregnant and went into labor really, really early. Mm. And so I started... I, they were like looking for somebody. And I was like, well, I'll do it. So I, it was like there were like 200 kids in this show. That's amazing. And I was Whoa. 16. And I was like, I want to direct it. So I just took over. <laughs> And that was it. I was like, I found what I want to do young. And so I started teaching. And then I went to college for for acting and for dance, even though I knew that I wanted to be a director and a choreographer. Why did you do that? But you wanted to be able to to, to speak the actor's language. Right, because I had an amazing, amazing acting teacher in high school who said, I I can see that you're a director. I can see it. But you you have to learn how to act because you have to, it's like learning a language. Mm-hmm. You have to speak the language. Interesting. So I thought that was the best advice I ever got. Yeah. And I think that applies the opposite way as well. I, there were a lot of actors I wish like would direct. Would, would yeah. Oh, me too. Directing yeah. class so that they oh could my gosh. Like, I think it should be absolutely a necessity Yeah. because mm-hmm. it would help so much. It would help that dialogue so much, yep. but whatever. Yeah. So I moved, I went to, college for that and then I after two years of college somebody offered me a job teaching acting to high school students and it was full time Mm. and uh and that's kind of what I was in school I wanted to do that so I left school I dropped out Mm -hmm. and I went to go teach and that was in Baltimore and then I did that for a few years and I loved it but I started to misdirecting uh, adults. I started mm. work. I, I yeah. missed doing both. Sure. Yeah. I wanted to do both. So I was like, I'm going to move to New York. And I was crazy young. And I just came to New York like so ridiculous. I didn't know anybody. Mm. I didn't know anything. How old were you? You were. I don't know. 20. Yeah. That's I 19. Mean, like, that's 20. unheard of these days it's to to have that kind of resume already by 20. Oh, yeah, for sure. And to have people take <laughs> you seriously enough to be like, all right, yeah, do that. Yeah, I was. My, I have a really big, I, I have, and this is, this is what I always say. I'm jumping around a lot. I know, but this is what oh. I always say. Uh, I'm going back to labyrinth for a second because people always talk about like, well, what makes you a lab member and how do I get into lab? We hear that question a lot mm-hmm. um, because the there's, door. yeah, there's no real answer to no. that except for 
<laughs> Except I think this is the answer. I think the one thing that all Labyrinth members have in common, and this is only coming from me, this is my personal answer, right? is that we have the biggest balls. <laughs> like, we are not... We have balls yeah. for days. And I yeah, yeah. think that that's that thing I'm talking about, about being scared all the time mm. and not caring. Mm. Like fighting through your fears mm -hmm. is something that Lab has in common. See, that's, maybe that's my, my con contention with it is like... You're perfectly satisfied with the size of your balls? No, 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 no. <laughs> Are you though? That's the real question. All right. <laughs> no, I just mean like, the you know, courage is not not being scared, but overcoming your fear. Right, right? which so means you, you have to be in a perpetual state of fear to, to be able to, yeah. to, be able to yeah. fight through All right. it. All right, I'm more on board now. Like you I, gotta be a That, that a thing is more fighter. important than the fear that you have. Right, exactly. Yeah. And if you're not scared to fight up against it, mm -hmm. then it's probably not worth fighting. Mm-hmm. And I'm in that constant state of fight. And that is what I think I have in common with all my fellow lab members mm -hmm. is that we are we are a group that are um, really courageous. So put it on mm -hmm. your resumes, everyone. Um, <laughs> I juggle. I do accents and dialects. And I got huge balls. <laughs> I mean, if you if you want to play with lab, you got you to be willing to resume, jump into the lion's den. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. If someone came to me with a resume that said, I have huge balls. I, I, <laughs> right? I at least call them in. Exactly. Be like, like huh. I want to talk now to you. Now every resume you're going to get from Sorry now on this. is going to say that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so you were so you were in New York by age 20. Okay. Yeah, or, yeah, around mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And um and I just, you know, it's I ha it's it's those balls that I'm talking about. And yeah. so I just walked into an institute and this one I won't say which right. one. Right. Um So this is my suggestion like <laughs> omit this name. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um I walked into an institute that was extremely polished and well-known um, and has a huge acting history of being like top-notch actors. Um, and I walked in off the street and said, hi, I'm an acting teacher. I teach teens. I know you have a teen program. Um, I'd like to give my resume. And the person who hires and who talks to teachers and who I guess was the program director there mm. was out to lunch and <coughs> was not liked right. by the person who runs this whole thing. Interesting. And the person who runs the whole thing was there uh -huh. and took me in and hired me on the spot. And I started <laughs> teaching the next day, Whoa. which was crazy. And it was like, it, it really was a good job. But now I'm in New York mm -hmm. doing what I was doing in Baltimore because um, you were teaching the you, teens. you wanted to teach the teens in that right. institute, and all of a sudden I got I I had this thing hit me again, going like, okay, but now I just changed states, mm. uh -huh. but I'm still nowhere, yeah, right. With with I can't, I want to be able to do both of these things together, and so I started looking for theaters to work in because I thought, well, directors, it's not like we can go on audition. Mm -hmm. We're talking 20 years ago. There was no internet. You can't like befriend somebody. Yeah. Right. There was not the only way that you could get in with those people was to be near them. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, well, let me look around. And so I started. I I looked at every off off Broadway theater and I found one that I loved on 21st Street it was called Center Stage New York and I just started um interning there nice and then uh, three months later um I was like well I'm gonna have to not intern here because I'm working really hard and they were like okay well we'll pay you so I started being a manager there mm. and then after a year there they 
wanted to leave and basically was like, you, you're here a lot more than us. You should maybe take this place over. And I said, I cannot afford that. Wow. So I went to Pace University and took a crash course on business and writing a business proposal, mm. which I did and went to a bank and got a loan and got the theater. And the next group to come into that theater was a play called Boom, 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 written by Stephen Adley Gerges, produced by Labyrinth. Wow. And that's how I met them. Meanwhile, I didn't stop teaching uh-huh. at this institute. I was continuing to teach. Um, and the person who was running it, um, whose name we shall not say, right. came into my class and pulled me out of my class. Now, most I imagine that your listeners, I hope there's many, many for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining they don't know me very well, but um, I don't really love to be pulled out of class. <laughs> That's not my favorite situation in the world. Yeah. Uh-huh. But she did. Oh, I said she. Oops. Narrowed it down. Narrowed it down. It's 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 somebody who identifies as a she. Oh, mm-hmm. dang. Um, so she pulled me out and she asked me, she said that I was doing a good job and she asked me to, um, nice. it was nice, except for, she asked me to move on to text. Um, and she asked, she asked that I look at David Mamet, um, which I thought, great, I love David Mamet, that's fine. Um, you know, and these teens will eat him up, so it's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. great. I had no problem with that. Um, and so I, you know, picked scenes and cut scenes, and two days later at the next class, I w- came in and handed out all of the scenes, and we're reading the scenes, and this person comes in um, and pulls me out again <gasps> and was like, you can't do that. You can't. You, you can't have them just read the scenes like that. And I said... What are you talking about? That's what I said. What are they supposed to do? That's what I said. Um, well, what were they supposed to do? I was supposed to cut all the curse words. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and these people are 16, 17 years old. This is not... I'm not teaching a class of fourth graders. Right. Um, and... Even if you were. And like, fourth graders haven't... <laughs> yeah, please. Said, Look fuck. at the world that they're in. <laughs> yeah, right. New York fucking city. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to teach them to plagiarize. And you picked Mamet, and every other yeah. word is a yeah. curse word. And Mamet is all about rhythm. If we can't get the rhythm, they can't do it. Yeah. And she gave me an ultimatum and <sighs> said, "Cut it, or you're fired." What? And I said. I quit. Well, and I'm I glad walked. you haven't been using names now because I'm, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'm that's, crazy. That's, that's I'm going to tell you after this is done. Don't. Yeah. I'll find them. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, I went back into the kids and I said, um, and you said I quit. You said, fuck. <laughs> I said, I quit. Who's fucking coming with me? Yeah. And we all stood up and we walked over to every single one. Every single one of them. Yep. Um, and actually, you know some people, Conchetta was in that class. Whoa. She stood up with me. Did you explain to them why you quit? Or did you just say, I quit, who's coming with me? Well, I said, I quit, who's coming with me? Because I'm leaving now. Oh my God. And we got up and we walked over to the theater on, at Center Stage. I love and it. we sat down and I explained to them why we all left. And, uh, and we said, we have to have a place where and we no can... no one went, I've already paid. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh actually, that was not... Because I knew that it wasn't about pay. Like, I knew we were going to be free anyway. Mm. You know, I knew we wanted to offer free education and that offering people education to only 
that only could afford it was the wrong way. Oh, for sure. And I had been fighting with them about that anyway. So this felt perfect to me. And we all sat around and threw out names and developing artists was born that day. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. I very mm-hmm. badly wanted it. Like of all the stories that you have and you have some really cool ones, that one I very much wanted to be told here. Yay. Yeah. Well, there you and go. And now it has been told. It has been told yeah. here. She's a warrior who, cha- who trains warriors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then as we sort of fade into the latter portion of the podcast, um, I guess a, lo- a, lo- a lot of this, and this is not a, a smackdown at all. It's just an observation. A lot of this feels like right place, right time kind of stuff, right? Like you were at that camp and that person left, so you got to do that thing. Mm-hmm. You went in and that person was out, so they let you do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then boom, 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 came in. Like yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you, do you have any sort of advice on, you know, how you've gotten where you've gotten? I guess besides balls. <laughs> I mean, that that's my first advice. Balls. Yeah. Can balls. You, what does that mean? Can it means that? whatever you're scared to do. Like, I was terrified to move to New York. Mm. I packed my bags the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, I was terrified to go, I want to direct. So my hand was up first to direct. That's my advice. I always tell people, volunteer first. Volunteer gotta, first. Yeah. That's, I think that's a great advice. And I also think that right place, right time is deceiving. Okay. Because you have to sort of roll the ball. You have to have the momentum. Mm. Then if everything's not going right, you probably rolled the ball in the wrong direction. <laughs> roll the ball in a different direction and everything will start to like you always know when you're in when 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 you're feeling lucky, oh, things are just falling into my lap. I'm in the right place at the right time. Uh-huh. It's because you're in the right way. Hmm. You're you're walking towards the right on you're on the right path, and that's how things sort of fall. Okay, right. If you're not, I, and th- and this is just what I think, right? Like if you're walking on the wrong path, nothing's gonna happen at the right time at the right place because you're well, just in the wrong space. How long do you follow a path that's not working before you? roll the ball a different way well it's a hard question because are you asking me how long i do or are you asking what my advice is to somebody else i'm asking you to tell me how to be more <laughs> successful <laughs> it's not even about any of them don't don't listen this is mainly about this david. is my <laughs> advice to david this is your advice to me my advice to you david yeah is to uh not worry about being successful Ugh. worrying about success is the wrong path why do you say that? Because what are you going to do once you get it? Uh, we're going to get more. More successful and mm. more successful and more successful. Yeah. I'm going to keep on getting more and more <laughs> good. Then I'm going to be friends with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my relationship with success is, is I, I, I completely agree that it is, a, it is an end, right? It is, it is an, the, the success comes at the end, right? right? The important thing is the doing. The important thing is the journey. And at the end, there is success. And that is not ultimately gratifying, right? I, I, I've, I've cited lots of examples where I was like, oh, I thought getting here would make me feel good, and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But then I get to go, so let's do something else, right? Right. Um, you know, 
Well, isn't that the same thing though? Like what I'm saying, like when you get there and you go like, oh, this doesn't make me feel good. Let me, let's do something else. And you roll the ball in a different direction. You just sort of roll the ball in a different direction. Maybe. I don't even know if it's a different direction for me as much as it is just like further, further. down the path. I just like, it stopped rolling. So you like kick it instead of pushing <laughs> right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I understand what you're saying. And I, I don't, I don't, I think you're, that you're lovely. Oh, thanks. Like, oh, I don't really God. have... Oh, my God, my mic has fallen <laughs> away from my mouth. Um, I don't really have I'm not disagreeing. I'm, pre- I'm pretty lovely. <laughs> you I'm are like- lovely. I mean, you You know, I, I get the pleasure to work with you and Megan both. And the first... I mean, here, I make quick decisions on people, you know? <laughs> I do, because I feel like I don't have time. Yeah. And you like, were just talking about this the other day. Right? Yeah. And the very first time uh, I met you... I it was at Punto. You came in and oh, that's right. Like helped out a little with songwriting because Megan said you could, and oh, I yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. And I literally from that point on was like, that's an amazing teacher. That's an amazing director. Aww. Like that dude can kill it. Um, and I, you know, that's not something I think often. So I don't really have success advice for you. I think that you're really good at what you do. Thanks, Joe. I'm a fan. I think I think we've covered <laughs> all of it. Um, <laughs> All right, I got to do the stupid stuff. Hold on. Um, thank you for listening for dress. Fuck. Please keep all of this in. Have some more beer. I'm out of beer. <laughs> and I haven't eaten anything today. Alan, keep all of this in. I want to thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hey. Again. Uh, go to www.dressthepodcast.com for more bullshit. Um <laughs> We got a Facebook, we got an Instagram, we got a Twitter, we got a Patreon. Our we got our one donor. I think we only still have one donor. All right, listen, listen up, listen, perverts. <laughs> Laura St. Pierre has been our loyal, sole Patreon donor. How it's much does she pay? Go ahead. Four dollars and twenty cents there a month. There you go. That's, that's nice. What's, that's what's if making everybody this you knew would pay four dollars and twenty cents a month. I could only I could do only this podcast, but I. I <laughs> I think oh, what they're telling me, because that is right a very reasonable thing, is if everyone that I knew paid $4, I could only do this podcast. I think they're telling me by not paying that, we don't want you to do only this podcast. <laughs> maybe do Great. something else. I feel really good stop about being doing here. This. Yeah, maybe stop. Um, but you can, if you want, you can go to patreon.com and find Dress for the Podcast you want, and you can donate. We have lots of different tiers. We have a dollar tier. We have a 420 tier. <laughs> we have a $6.90 tier. There's a lot of good He's stuff. He's picking his favorite numbers. Ding. <laughs> um, thank you to Dimly Wit for having us on the network. Uh, you can go to dimlywit.com to find this podcast as well as other great shows like Standby. And in a moment, you can hear me burp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got himself. <laughs> he got himself. <laughs> I was just imagining Alan listening to this. <laughs> going. Can I plug while you're Oh my burping? God, please plug. Can I? Yeah. Really? Oh, please. Yes. Okay, I'm plugging. Um, in, coming up in January is Labyrinth Theater Company's Barn Series. Check yes. it out. Yes. You can go to labyrinttheater.org to see schedule and get tickets. Tickets go overnight. They're free. It's free theater and it's amazing theater. Very cool. Um, and she's serious. They're gone within the first 24 hours. Oh, yeah. 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 So go there now to find out when they go on on to give away and right. go and get your tickets. We'll link to that in the description of this. Um, yes. If you'll send that to me. I will. And also, 
um, developing artists has a piece called Artivism, which we want to do more. We want to do it at marches. We want to do it to open shows. We It's an amazing piece, and we want to do it. So if you have a place for us to come and perform it, contact me, and I'll nice. give you all the places for that, too. Cool. Yeah. Megan, what do you want to plug? Uh... I mean, well, I'm I'm involved with DA, so I mean, yeah, go go to developingarts.org. Great, and, and you'll get all the info there. I want to plug um, Megan. <laughs> I oh. mean, I have a website of my own if she you want to peruse that. Go there. I'm gonna make this noise, and we're gonna fade out into the outro music. Oh. Alan, have fun. Where's <laughs> Alan? Hosted on dimlywit.com.